At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Tonight we're going to spend a little time talking a little bit more about what we discussed on Sunday. The title of what we were talking about on Sunday is the Trinity of Man. The three parts of man. And... Um, Tonight, I, I, I want to I look at that, and we're going to look at it in a little, we're going to focus more on the spiritual part of man, but, but I want to read a couple of verses of Scripture that we read Sunday, and, um, and then go from there. John chapter 3 and verse 6 says, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. In this passage here, Jesus was talking to one of the religious leaders of the day who could not get what he was trying to get over to him. And Jesus used the the phrase, a man or a woman must be born again. And Nicodemus asked him, so you mean we have to go back into our mother's womb and be born a second time? No. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Everybody sitting in here tonight has been born of the flesh. Being born of the Spirit is a choice. You didn't have any choice in the first birth. Second birth is a choice. And it won't just happen. And just making a confession, thinking something's going to change, isn't going to happen. You've got to believe it also. In, in Hebrews 4.12, and we read this Sunday also, it says, For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword the Word of God is, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. It separates between the flesh that Jesus is talking about here, the soul of man and the spirit of man. And is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of a person's heart. What is? The Word of God is. It's a a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And and tonight I I, want to look a little bit at the spiritual side of this three-part being. We talked Sunday that we are spirit beings. We were made in the image of God, so we're spirit. We have a soul, a mind, a will, and emotions. We live in a body. And, and that, that's fairly clear if you've been around here at any, for any time. We, we've talked about that. But there's something about believing that that we've got to understand. Say, say, this with, say this after me. I am a spirit. It's really important that you realize that. It's really important every day you realize you're a spirit. First and foremost, you're a spirit. When Jesus was on the cross, His physical flesh, His body was nailed to that cross. And there, was several, there were three things that he set up on the cross 
Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He, he asked the Father about not forsaking him. And then the Scripture says that he breathed his last breath. And that breath was from the flesh. And in that moment, his spirit man was separated from that body. And, and we see that it had to happen that way. But we've got to see how real that is to us. That I am not this. I'm this. I'm not this. This isn't me. It's, my, it's what I live in. But the real me is in, internal. And I've got to understand that. I've got to, I've got to believe that. I've got to believe that to the point that flesh doesn't rule my life. I was born of the flesh. Thank God that I was. But my lineage now is my second birth. Hmm. Right? See, see uh, I, I've got family history where people died in my family of different diseases, of cancer, of all kinds of different things. People have died in my family history. But I don't claim any of that. Amen? Now I claim my lineage is with the Lord Jesus Christ and what He accomplished. But what He accomplished was a spiritual thing, and when I accept the fact that I'm a spirit, it'll affect my physical body. The word that we're talking about that separates between the soul and the spirit, the Bible says it quickens your mortal body. For my mortal body, your mortal body to be quickened, it brings a, a strength to it, a healing to it, a wholeness to it. The Word of God does. And the more I believe that and my mind is renewed, it separates between the mind, will, and emotions and the spiritual part of you. It separates so that your spirit man can come alive and be in control and not your unrenewed mind. We have to have that. It's got to be that way. We've got to live that way. Proverbs 20, 27 says this. <clears throat> the spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord. And that lamp of the Lord searches all the inner depths of the what? Not the mind, not the flesh, but the heart, the spiritual part of you, the internal part of you, the real you. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. So, the questions that I feel like come out of this verse of Scripture to me is, okay, so what is man and what is God? What's man's part and what's God's part in this? This says right here that God enlightens the heart, not the head. But if we spend all our time on our head, we're not going to get any enlightenment because the Lord's coming by His Word to enlighten our heart. He wants us to grow up spiritually so we don't keep living on planet earth like a bunch of idiots. Man, there's enough of that going on. I saw, I'm trying to, trying to think of this quote I heard the other day, said, uh, 
something like, uh, it's not conservative anymore and liberal. <laughs> it's uh, sane or insane. <laughs> I mean, there's just some, there's some crazy things going on on this earth in the flesh. Well, you don't want to be one of the participants of being a nut. Amen? But you spend time in your head, there's no illumination coming from the Word. You get a head full of Word, but that's not where it really makes the difference. It's got to get down in your heart. The spirit of a man, the spirit of a man, is the lamp of the Lord. How can that be? Because if I'm born again, my spirit, my human spirit, and the Holy Spirit are one. We're one. Internally, we are one. We're talking about the one that knows everything about everything. We are one. That's where my time has got to be invested. The spirit of, the man, of a man is the lamp or the candle of the Lord. And um, so the spirit of the man, uh, of a man, the candle of that man is lit by the spirit of God, by the illumination of God. If it's a lamp or a one translation says candle, whether it's lighting it by a match or by electricity or whatever it is, Whatever turns that on, what turns on the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord and searches all of the inward parts of the heart. As we read in Hebrews 4, it, it, the, the Word of God separates, that illumination separates between the way I think and the way He shows me it really is. The way you think apart from God is totally opposite of how He thinks. And that's what we have to have. We're a three-part being, and we've got to realize, first and foremost, we are spirit. Can you say amen? amen. 1 Peter 3 and verse 3 says this. Do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing the gold, putting on fine apparel. In other words, taking care of the flesh. Don't let your adornment be merely outward. Did it say you're not to take care of your flesh? No. But don't let it just be that. And, 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 and I'll give you five scriptures, if I can think of them all. I can give you at least five scriptures that say taking care of this is more important than taking care of this. But it didn't mean this wasn't important. But this is more important. So don't let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, and putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. <laughs> An incorruptible beauty. Anybody ever uh, notice any wrinkles on this, this one? Anybody look at your picture when you were 
uh, well, depending on how old you are, but, uh, you know, look at your picture when you were 15, and then you look at your picture today, can you notice some things a little bit different out here? Mm-hmm. Because the incorruptible is incorruptible, but, I mean, the corruptible is corruptible, but the incorruptible, if you begin to see you on the inside, man, you see a beauty, and then just quit looking at yourself in the mirror, and you just look beautiful all the time. When you start seeing you in here. But I, I'm just telling you, that is you. I heard somebody say one time that in heaven that we're all the age that Jesus was when he left the earth, which was 33. Yeah. Hmm? Maybe, right? But, uh, so, so just get that picture or a picture of a time in your prime of life and keep that picture but let it be the hidden man of the heart that you're developing because when you get to heaven, okay, you're going to be in a new glorified body. Everybody say, I have a body in heaven. Yeah, it's a body. You have a body. It's just not, it's not one that's corruptible like here. But the bodies we live in here, the Bible tells us there'll be a day that this thing crumbles. It'll either become ashes or go in a box and be, you know, ashes in another way one day. But there's another body that belongs to us, and He wants us to begin to see that body internally so when we leave here, we just cross over into that body. You're already ready for it because of what we're developing because that body functions with this. Most people function in this body with this. And that produces a demise. Rather, instead of taking care of all this more important as being more important, let's let this be more important. He said, rather let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. Everybody say, gentle and quiet. How many got some work to do on gentle and quiet? My hand's up. Right? I mean, I came from a family history of short fuses and yelling and screaming and all kinds of things, you know? There's days I can still hear my mom's voice yelling, you know, in the back, in the back of my mind. At times, I'll, I'll hear that when I, from when I was a kid. I mean, we were yellers, old yellers. That was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. Come on, that was, that was, uh, that was really stupid. <laughs> but we got some work to do to get... To tap into the gentle and the, the gentle quietness of what this becomes when you develop this, so it overtakes this and this shuts down. 
you understand, the overreaction, the, the emotionalism, all the stuff that's there. The, the, when this is out of control, it's because this, you're not in control of this. Did, did he just say that? You got to see that in that passage of Scripture right there. Rather, instead of focusing on everything in the natural, first and foremost, rather let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit. Do you realize how much you have to remind yourself of that on a daily basis? That's God's will for your life right now. Gentleness, quietness, confidence, assurance, but not that thing on the outside, but let the outside be affected by the inside so that when you're developing on the inside and it affects your outside, then your outside is gentle and quiet, not in some pride, but in confidence in God. You're, you're entering into the rest of God. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and quiet of spirit. Did he say that? Jesus said that. I'm gentle and quiet of spirit. Take that on you. Let that be developed internally. You enter into that place of rest and confidence in God, and nothing moves you. I hear His voice. I do what He says. I worry about nothing. How can I live that way? The internal man. Can you say amen? I really love this passage of Scripture. These four verses. Proverbs 3 and verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all of your head. No. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And to make sure you didn't misunderstand that, he said, and don't lean on what you know up here. Here, not here. In all your ways acknowledge Him, how? Internally. And He will direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. We've been talking a lot about healing on Wednesday nights, and what I'm talking about tonight will bring healing to your bodies. How many, how many know that science says that most people, the majority of people on the planet that die of some kind of disease, it's a heart disease? It's not cancer. It's heart disease. And even though the Bible, you, and you have, to, you have to study this out, you have to study the words and know, because when you hear, when you see the word heart, sometimes that can mean the blood pumping organ of your body. Sometimes when you see the word heart, it's the, it's the inner part of the person, which is the spirit of man, right? Sometimes there, there's a couple of places where the word heart is defined as like 
the spirit and soul of a man, but spirit and soul are not, they're not mixed. You can't connect them together. They connect, but they're separate beings. Your spirit and soul are two separate entities. You can't, you can't, they don't, they, you can't interchange the two of those, so you have to know exactly what he's talking about. But in this passage of Scripture here, what he's saying is, he said, trust in the Lord with all of your inner you. That takes work. It takes work to do that. We're living in a time when God keeps saying to me, Bert, you need to know what you know about who I am and who you are. That's why I'm on this series on Sunday. And, and when I started preparing this week for tonight, I just felt like, no, we, we got we to gotta keep we got to stay focused on that. We've got to stay focused on who He is and who we are, right? We've got to stay focused on really understanding the natural mind and the spiritual part of us, our flesh, our soul, and our spirit, and allow the Word of God to separate those and be the discerner of our hearts about what's really going on in our lives. We got to believe this. You know, because there, there is so much going on that you can put your mouth on and, and you can get so wrapped up in the natural part of things that are happening in the earth right now that if you allow yourself to stay there, you are your worst enemy. Well, I'll say you, I'll say your mouth is your worst enemy. You gotta, you've got to guard yourself. You've got to guard and protect yourself from allowing your mouth to say and declare things about other people, but just things coming out of your mouth that are, are producing some ugly results in your life. By your words are you justified, by your words are you condemned. Death and life are in the power of what you say and those that love it will eat the fruit of it, either death or life. That's what the Word says to us. So we have to be people that are developing this trust and confidence in God. And as we're doing that in our heart, then it's affecting everything else in our life. I, I'll just say this. You spend the rest of your life developing an internal relationship with God. It'll cause the rest of the things of your life to get in line, your physical body to get in line. Well, yeah, but Pastor, you know, my body's not going to get in line if I don't do this or this or that. Yeah, but when you, do th when you do this, okay, and you hear the voice of the Lord, then the Lord's going to tell you what to do with this. And then you'll do what He said, and you won't fret about it, you'll just do it. Most people don't, aren't doers of certain things because they're fretting so bad. And it's the lack of connection internally. we got to believe this. you got to believe this every day of your life, that this is really true and really so. <clears throat> God is spirit, and to hear from God, you have to hear from the heart, not the soul. Just summarizing that in everything that we've said to this point because of what I'm going to read in these last two passages. God is spirit, 
He created you and I in His image. And to hear from God, you have to hear from the heart, not from the soul. He's busy illuminating the internal part of you, not illuminating this. How does this get renewed? When you take from here and begin to affect this. When you allow His Word to come out of your mouth, it begins to do this. He doesn't renew your mind. He doesn't illuminate your mind. But true illumination comes to the spiritual part of you when you choose to allow the Word to be and and to fill the role that it was meant to to be in your life in the world. To strengthen you, to build you, to correct you, to, to show you things that are true. And the Holy Spirit internally will reveal all truth to you. Thank God for Him. Amen? Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Now think about this verse before I read the the last passage that I'm going to read to you. Think about this verse. Proverbs 20 and verse 5 in the Amplified. Counsel in the heart of man is like water in a deep well. But a man of understanding draws it out. I'm not going to look at it tonight, but in, maybe we'll go there Sunday or maybe next Wednesday, but in, you can go look at this. I think it's Isaiah 12. And it talks about dipping into the well of salvation. And receiving everything in that well from that water that you need in your life. Dipping into the well of salvation and getting healing, prosperity, deliverance, whatever it is that you need. He said that counsel in the heart of man is like water in a deep well. So who's the counselor? We see one of the names of the Holy Spirit is Counselor, right? One of the names of the Holy Ghost is Counselor. So the counsel from the Counselor is in the heart of man like water in a deep well. Man, it's there and it's secure, right? In a deep well. Got lots of it. But only a man of understanding will dip in there and draw it out. It's there for you. And a man of understanding is one that has gained understanding because of what they're developing. Not the flesh, but the heart. Not not trying to think our way through issues and situations in life, but developing the hidden man of the heart. And in a moment, I'm going to read this passage that's a familiar passage, but I want to read it because... I'm convinced that the key to anything that I need is in the counsel of God. He's the true counselor. He's the helper. He's the one one that stands in for us. He'll do anything that we draw from Him. But only a man of understanding will go to the well to draw instead of to the soul to draw. 
You know, because some of us are pretty sharp. Or we think we are. And some of us, you, you ever met somebody that you felt like had a, a little bit more going on than you did? Man, those guys are sharp. Look what they've done and how they've accomplished this, that, or the other. There's people that are sharp in the mind. But I'm telling you today that if that's what you go after, you're going to come up short. And you're going to come up not fulfilled because at the end of the day, when you've done it your way, and I could use a name of somebody that's very wealthy and you know him and you, you've heard him and whatever, but I'm not going to curse him. But that guy is a miserable guy. I heard an interview by this guy that I'm not mentioning, and I'm just saying he's a miserable guy because he's locked in his head. I promise you he's not born again. But he went on my list. Once I heard how bad he was, he's been a guy that everybody knows his name, but he's really been kind of secret and behind the scenes. But now he's exposing himself, saying a lot of different things. So now he's on my list. Pray for him every day. Spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God come alive on the inside of him. Was he created in the image of God? Every human being ever. People are not bad. People lack this developed. They lack the counsel of God. They lack God counseling them and instructing them and helping them through the situations of life. That's what you and I need. We need that more than anything else, but we need to be convinced that that's what we need. And where counsel comes from is the Spirit of God that comes from praying in the Spirit. It comes from praying in the Spirit. The end of this last year, I went before God in a number of situations thanking Him for a continued increase of my prayer language and His presence on my life. And because my, my eyes seeing that where I'm going and what the future holds, what I've had, it's not enough. Thank God for what I've had. Everybody say, thank God. Amen? But I want more, and more comes from Him, and I get Him by developing my prayer language. Those that pray in the Spirit build themselves up in their most holy faith and confidence and trust in God and not their head. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He'll direct your path. He'll show you what to do, how to get there, and it'll never be a day late nor a dollar short. Not with him. Because he's not a liar. He can't lie, so I don't even need to say, or he's a liar. He's not a liar. No, he can't lie. So if he says this way, everything I'm teaching you tonight is so, then that's the way we get there. Can you say amen? So to confirm everything that I just talked to you about, we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and end with this. 1 Corinthians 2, and starting with um, verse 6. 
He says, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age. Everybody look at me. This age. Because what this is full of is this age and this world and this world's way of thinking. This is full of that, right? Yeah. That doesn't mean that mine is or yours is if you're renewing your mind with the Word of God, but that's what he's talking about right here. Not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age. Nor of the rulers of this age. Who are coming to nothing. I don't know about you, but that gives me a peace that I don't have to be worked up emotionally about the rulers of this age. See, because what the Spirit of God produces, what Jesus said the Spirit of God produces is a quiet and a gentle and a knowing spirit. (laughs) Not moved by the rulers of this age. Wow, he must have wrote that for just this time. Hmm? But we speak, he said, they're coming to nothing. They're coming to nothing. Everybody say, they're coming to nothing. See, rulers that are not born again and know God are coming to nothing. Because listen to me, this is his earth. Did you hear what I said? There have been all kinds of rulers in days past, and they spent a lot of years appearing like they were going to control forever. But where are they today? They came to nothing. What became of Adolf Hitler? I don't know, he either shot himself or took a cyanide pill in the bottom of a bunker running from, you know, the opposition coming after him. He became nothing. And yet people thought, people were in such fear over him and the things that he did, it looked like he was going to take over the whole world. Came to nothing. Just using him, one as an example. You, you, through the history of the world and those, the rulers of the age, they've all come to nothing. Why? Because he just said they come to nothing. But we speak, everybody say me. me. Say I speak. Let's all say it in unison. Ready? One, two, three. I speak. Everybody say it again. I speak. Mm-hmm. So, I am here to make a difference. And God needs me to make a difference in the earth. God needs me to not be moved by the rulers of this world. He needs me to be connected to Him, trusting Him with all my heart, not leaning to my understanding and allowing that peacefulness and the assurance and the quietness that the Holy Spirit produces to be alive on the inside of me. Can you say amen? But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. See, He ordained this before this time came, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known they would not have crucified the Lord Jesus. But as it is written, watch this, eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. And in that passage right there, that word heart has to do with 
the heart, the spirit, and the soul of man. It has to, that, that passage right there has to do with the combination of soul and spirit. It's a different word than the word we read earlier. Well, one's Hebrew and one's Greek, but it's a different word. Or, or it has a, has a different setting for us to grab a hold of. It has to do with how soul affects spirit. So, I have not seen eye gate, everything coming in to hear, into my mind, into my soul, ear, everything that I hear, all this. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered in to the heart of man. It's not come through this, and what we see out here and what we think here, it's not come in here that way. It's come from the Word of God. Watch. That, that they would not have crucified the Lord of glory, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. But God has, He will one day, no, no, He already has. God has revealed them to us through His Spirit that's one with my spirit. So he's already got it set up. So here's the deal. If you from tonight on purpose to develop more of this than you do of this, then what he's already revealed will be enlightened in your life. And it'll affect this and this and everything else in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm, 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 mm. If you do that, he said, I have not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us, everything that he's done for us, everything that we need to know in life. He knows everything about everything. He lives inside of me. He's already revealed to me everything. So there's an answer for everything. And I can just tell you right now, I got some things that don't have answers. How about you? Yeah. Well, me and Josh. I've got some things that aren't answered yet. But he's already revealed them to me. So when I don't see some things, because you, you realize when you walk this out with God, you've got to see it internally before you see it in the natural. You can go out with this and make it happen, or you can learn how to get rid of this and go here so that this is renewed, you think just like him, and then you walk it out. That's what takes longer. That's why manifestations don't happen as quick as you're doing it by faith as you would see if you tried to make something happen, and a lot of times you fail anyway. But you can do some things in the flesh because some of us, like myself included, are pretty smart. I was just joking, because I'm really not that smart at all, at all. But I'm connected to him, and he makes me smart. He makes me look like I'm one of the sharpest knives in the drawer. He makes me look like that, but I can tell you I'm not. But because of him, all I want is what he's, he's got anyway. Not the wisdom of the world. I, I, don't need, I don't want any wisdom of the world. I just want the wisdom that comes from him so I can rewrite the wisdom of the world. 
I can pin what the wisdom of the world is because it connects with his wisdom and his understanding. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man that is in him? Even so, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. I've literally had people tell me that you really can't know what God thinks because of that verse of Scripture right there. No. Ah, There's no way that could mean that. If the Spirit of God is in me and I'm one with the Holy Ghost, He's saying that no one knows the thoughts of God unless He's doing something with the Word of God that's dividing between the soul and the Spirit and he's empowering you and developing something internally, you're renewing your mind, you're thinking like him, and now you're making a difference because you're doing it his way. No way that that means you can't know what the Spirit of God thinks. You can know everything he thinks if you're connected with him. If you're hearing his voice, you're doing what he says, and you're learning to cast every care and trust him with all of your heart. Now, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit, notice, now we've received not the Spirit, small s, of the world, but the Spirit, big s, who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. I mean, when you read this, it's like, holy moly, we have no excuse He's here to reveal to us every single thing we need to know about anything. How do I tap that? I become more convinced in 2023, or as I said, 2024 on Sunday. Yeah. Or 23 and 24. <clears throat> that I become more convinced that when I pray in the Spirit, that I have the understanding. If you get about a minute and a half in every day of praying in the Spirit, how much do you think you would, would be affected in your life if all you did was talk a minute and a half? Or did something else for a minute and a half? We've got to become convinced praying in the Spirit is the conduit to hearing the voice of God and knowing what's been freely given to us by God. See, He's already given it to us. There's not anything that you face today, that we face in America, that the world faces or anything else that God has not already taken care of. But we've got to hear Him and we've got to do things His way or it doesn't manifest. And I, I, what I just said right there is more true today than it's ever been. I, 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 don't know, I don't know if this is exactly right or not, but I'll just say it like this. Uh, you know, the kind of the, the quick and easy grace and mercy of God that has been there in days past, it's kind of not there today. It's there, but it's not as accessible as it's been because 
we're living in dire times where the church has to be the church. I'm not saying the mercy and grace isn't there for us, and especially for people that don't know God at all. It's there, and that's never changed and never will change. But how accessible that is today to just turn to that and not be responsible for what we hear and do with what we hear is just not the way it was, at least the way I saw it 10 years ago. It's not the same. I don't care how tired you get. I don't care how tired you get of speaking the word. I don't care how tired you get of praying in the spirit. I don't care how kind of run over you feel at different times because of the fight that's out there. We got no choice. We got to just stay with it and keep doing what God's telling us to do because he's already revealed everything we will ever need, ever in the history of the, of the time that we live on planet Earth, He's already given it to us freely. These things, and I'll end with this, these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things, one translation says, with spiritual words. Not what man's wisdom teaches, but what the Holy Spirit teaches by praying in other tongues. You see that right there? That's exactly what he's talking about right there. You look at that in the Greek lexicon Bible, that's exactly what he's talking about. By what he said was, the Holy Spirit teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual words. So not being moved by the natural things that we see, but connected to the spiritual things we connect with as we pray in other tongues with other words. And when we do that, And the more we do that and the more we believe it, the more we see manifested in our lives the things that God has already freely given us. God wants you supplied in every way, spirit, soul, body, socially, financially, in every way in your life. He wants you supplied more than you want the supply. And some of you in here tonight would think, man, I want it pretty bad. He wants it worse. That's how much he loves us truly loves us, but we got to do it His way. Can you say amen? Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.